Naturophysics is a concept astrophysicist Leroy Larry developed that explains in down-to-earth scenarios how the principles of physics could have come about from observing nature. Each episode begins with a scenario, followed by an example to illustrate the application of these principles in futuristic research at the frontiers of science, such as Leroy's astrophysics doctoral research at Sinespa, Center for Space Research, and then concludes with an exploration of how these same principles could have very well been used by ancient cultures and civilizations. Mathematics is naturally encountered and incorporated as the exciting and fun tool of science that it is. Science is the window into our amazing world of nature, and mathematics is the tool to open that window. Natural physics encompasses current, futuristic, and ancient physics, and ties them together by the principles of physics that are common threads running throughout each. Greetings. I'm Leroy Larry, and welcome to Natural Physics Live from Costa Rica. Today, we have a guest returning from season one. I'm not going to give it not give it away yet. Uh, first, let me say that I received a lot of great, awesome responses from last week's show. Thank you so, so very much. After teaching freshman physics and English at the University of Costa Rica for two years, the equivalent of four semesters, the next step would have been for me to teach upper level physics classes and hopefully in English. English is the spoken language of science around the globe. All international conferences, conventions, workshops, symposiums are conducted in English. Research papers in astrophysics around the world are written in English. If the original language is not English, then they're translated into English. The presentation I gave in Vienna, Austria at the United Nations Office for Outer Space Affairs Committee on the Peaceful Uses of Outer Space, that's a mouthful, right? But the presentation that I gave, the technical presentation I gave as a delegate from Costa Rica in the role of advisor on space education and outreach was given in English to an international audience. And the journal of the United Nations that kept track of the proceedings of the meeting was in English. The fact that the upper level classes at the University of Costa Rica were taught in Spanish really did not help, does not help the graduate students out much when they need to go out into the world and interact with other graduate students and scientists using English, which is the language of science around the world. At this time, five years ago, 
I presented a perfect solution to the equation of the problem with the thesis. I presented this to the physics department. And what my solution was, was that I continue to do my astrophysics research at SINESPA, the Center for Space Research, until I acquired enough data to write a thesis, defend it, and publish it. And that thesis would be the foundation for my doctoral research. Perfect solution. It took care of the situation of me not having a thesis with my master's degree. Perfect solution. I still have my master's degree from Tulane University. And then I have a thesis. And remember, when I was at Tulane, I wished I could have done a thesis in astrophysics and or space physics. Well, or space physics. <laughs> I wouldn't do in both astrophysics and space physics. But I had to get my master's by oral examination because that option was not available to me because nobody on the, uh, on the faculty was doing astrophysics or space physics research. Now, of course, I could have, I could have opted to do a thesis in nuclear physics or solid state physics or quantum physics, but my area of interest was space physics and astrophysics. As I said before, so much so that I went over to Houston to Rice University and took supplemental classes to augment the master's degree that I was going to get from Tulane University. Okay, I proposed this solution to the physics department five years ago. As with my attempts to have a meeting with the graduate school, do you think I got a response to my solution in all these five years? No, zero, nothing, honey. <laughs> and remember, they actually wanted me to go through their master's program in order to enter into the doctorate program. So what that means is they basically wanted me to retake all the courses that I had already taken at Tulane University. And I think I use the phrase ridiculous, ridiculously insane. <laughs> Can you see the insanity in that? And the fact that I never got a reply to my solution tells me that the problem was not that whether or not, whether or not I had a thesis with my master's degree. The problem was that I had a master's degree from another university, not from the University of Costa Rica. That's what it tells me. I had done all the coursework required, right? All I needed, hey, all they want all they wanted was a thesis here at UCR. Okay, I was more than willing to do a thesis. I'd still have my master's degree from Tulane, but then I'd get a thesis here. Okay, and that would take care of that. But the fact that they did not even um, have the courtesy to comment on my solution, that tells me that the thesis was not the problem. The problem is that 
I had a master's degree from another university and a very prestigious university. In fact, okay, everybody, this, this is my bachelor's degree from Southern University in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, historically black university, okay? Okay. This, this opened the door for me to be a scientist, to my dream of becoming an astrophysicist. That opened the door. And that allowed me to go on to Tulane University in New Orleans, Louisiana, very prestigious university. Okay, and I got my master's degree in physics from Tulane University. Now everybody, this is what I got from the University of Costa Rica six years ago. And remember, when I received it, neither I nor my faculty research advisor realized what it was really saying. It was really saying that my, it acknowledged that I had a master's degree from Tulane, but it said my master's degree was not as good as the master's degree from the University of Costa Rica. Again, ridiculously insane, ridiculous insanity. Look, look at what they gave me, everybody. Oh, first, let me show you the cover. Okay, got my name printed at the bottom. Yeah, okay, whoop-de-doo, okay. And here's the certificate. Looks like it was written out on, I don't know, a typewriter. I mean, compare, compare this, compare this, everybody, okay? Compare this with this. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? You see the difference in quality, right? Okay, you know what? Remember I said last week that I'd, I'd give this, I'd give this deal back in a heartbeat. In fact, you know what I could do? I could take the little piece of paper out of here and rip it apart live, right? I don't want it, but that'd be a little dramatic, okay? Let's, I, I just dropped it on the floor. That's pre pretty much where it belongs. <laughs> so again, um, okay, this week I found out from a close family friend who also is a lawyer that the type of lawyer that I need to address this with the University of Costa Rica is a public lawyer, okay? So, I shall do that. I shall provide all the documentation, emails, all the materials I have from 2015 to last week when I received that email from the Graduate School of UCR and, and my reply. I will provide that to the public lawyer and I will take this as far as it needs to go until I meet face-to-face -face with those old, antiquated UCR administrators that had the insane audacity to say that my master's degree in physics is not equal to a master's degree from the University of Costa Rica. Okay, so that's what I'll be doing. <laughs> All right. 
when I gave my presentation at the International Astronautical Federation in Washington, D.C. two years ago, and once again, that was in English to an international audience. I mean, English is the language of science around the world. After my presentation, I was approached by a group of attendees that expressed an interest in using my space education and outreach methodology for their endeavor, which was to emphasize the importance of arts in STEAM. STEAM is science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics. It's STEM with arts included. And the goal of emphasizing arts was to encourage more students, especially, especially female students, to get interested, to pursue careers in space science and technology. And my thinking was that, yeah, let's do that. And because Costa Rica is so committed to the conservation and preservation of its diverse natural resources and in its role as a global leader in sustainable development, I thought Costa Rica would be the perfect place to have this program. Perfect place, okay? So last week, I, I showed you the flyer of the program and the program at a glance, but I wanna read from it just so you know how ambitious this program was going to be. And unfortunately, we weren't able to have it in May of last year, but we still may get the chance. And, and the reason why I'm doing this is because this is how I met my colleague, Bruce Callum. After I returned here from DC and started organizing things and sending out emails, I get a contact from Bruce Callow, who I hadn't met. And as they say, the rest is history. <laughs> so what I would like to do, um, we are on share screen, I think. So I'm going to go here and um, Ray, please let me know if uh, you cannot. All right. So the first thing I want to do is open up the uh, the flyer. And you remember the uh, the municipality of Escazú, they uh, they requested that in addition to English, that we also have it in Spanish as well. Because remember now, the groups of representatives that were going to be attending this program was going to be. CEOs. Whoa, I just heard some something in the background, some kind of noise. CEOs, government officials, decision makers, stakeholders, gender equality, teachers, students, and the general public. We were going to have a wide spectrum of attendees to come and listen to presenters around the world a lot of whom were gonna have the option of giving their presentations remotely, okay? And now this was before COVID hit, okay? This was just um, people who, who wanted to participate from around the world 
This was giving them the option to attend, to give their presentation. So this is what we came up with. STEAM powered sustainable development goals. Demonstrating sciences, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics as vehicles to the United Nations sustainable development goals. There's 17 sustainable goals altogether. This program was gonna address five of those. Quality education, gender equality, climate action, life below water, and life on land. And as you see from the flyer, it was gonna be held for five days last, last year in May, okay? And 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. with a two-hour lunch break, okay? So, and I had, I had, um, I had acquired the, our venue. And I had asked a few other places, right? But the Municipal Civic Center of Escazú agreed, as long as I guaranteed to them that everything, all the documentation would not only be in English, but it, we, it would be in Spanish. And because we anticipated a lot of teachers and students from rural areas coming into Escazú to attend this, who did not speak English, we also, I also had to uh, guarantee the municipality of Escazú that I would have an interpreter uh, available to interpret from English to Spanish. Okay, so now what I would like to do is I'm gonna, I'm gonna read from our uh, program at a glance, and you're gonna see how detailed this was. Okay, all right. So day one was gonna be devoted to quality education. Day two to gender equality. Day three to the A in STEAM, the arts. Day four, climate action, life below water. Topics of the presentations to be given was gonna be the current status of the arts at the primary secondary role of the arts at the primary and secondary levels in achieving quality education in the classroom okay second day Tuesday May the 5th Cinco de Maya <laughs> remember we kicked off season one of natural physics with on, on Cinco de Maya this year okay gender equality including the challenges of exclusion due to gender bullying and race and by the way, everybody, I consider what occurred to me with my application to the doctorate program as being exclusion, being excluded, okay? Being discriminated against. And I'm not even including the possibility that there was discrimination due to the uh, racially and nat nationality, okay? Oh, me and my public lawyer, oh, we are gonna go down this road completely, okay? Afternoon session, the role of the arts at the primary and secondary levels in achieving gender equality in the classroom and beyond. Okay, the third day. Now, at this venue, there's a farmer's market that occurs every Wednesday, and I'm actually gonna show you photos from that in a minute. But you have music, we were gonna have music, poetry, literature, storytelling, arts and crafts, folk dancing, and farmer's market all day, Wednesday, May the 6th. Okay, the next day, Thursday, 
uh, the topic in the morning session from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. was going to be Costa Rica as a global leader in sustainable development. And then uh, after the two-hour lunch in the afternoon session from 3 to 6, we were going to, the topics of all the presentations given, we're going to be using earth and space sciences to address climate action, life below water, and life on land in Costa Rica. Okay. And then the final day, Friday, uh, morning session was going to be the arts as a conduit for students, male and female, to develop skills and techniques to use in earth and space sciences. And then the afternoon session, which was going to close out our, our, our week-long program, professionals trained to share tools and resources to produce effective, equitable, and accessible science education. And again, everybody, we had representatives from all those groups I, I mentioned before that had indicated that they would, they would be more than happy to give presentations. And the audience was going to be a wide spectrum of all those eight groups that I mentioned. It was going to be awesome. It was good. It was ambitious, but it was going to be a national event for Costa Rica, a regional event for Central and South America, and an international event for our global community. So hopefully, we'll still we'll still be able to do this. Okay. Now I'm about to bring Bruce on before, and, and again, we weren't able to do it. Oh, okay. So we weren't able to do it, but what Tears and I did. Uh, that Wednesday of the week that we would have been given our program when the farmer's market was going on, we went out uh, to the uh, the venue. And let me just show you. It has its own webpage, Municipal Civic Center of Escazoo, okay? Uh, huge gymnasium. And, and I actually took pictures on Wednesday, May the 8th, and when I, cause we went out there. So let me just show you these pictures real quick. Ray, again, please let me know if you cannot, let me know if you can see this okay, Ray. Okay. I just enjoy so much hearing those applause. Okay. So, uh, okay. Huge, huge facility. It actually was the location of uh, one of the largest high schools in Costa Rica that relocated to another location. So these grounds have now become the uh, uh, Central Civic Center. Okay, there's the farmer's market, everybody. Huge gymnasium, right? You can see, so basically, if things would have happened the way we wanted, this farmer's market would have been going on during that week on Wednesday, and all the participants would have been able to uh, take advantage of this farmer's market, right? Right there on the premises. Beautiful, beautiful grounds, right? Just beautiful. Okay, there I am showing the two announcements in English and Spanish, right? <laughs> you see, I got my, uh, my, uh, my, my bandana mask on, right? Okay, I'll just go through these real quick. Okay, okay, now here I'm smiling, and then here I am because we couldn't have our program, <laughs> okay? But again, this was the exact week of when we would have had our program, and this is the Wednesday that we would have had uh, our, our program. Okay, and there's some other pictures. All right, so now, um, and then the last thing I wanna do before 
I bring my colleague Bruce on is even though we didn't have the opportunity to, uh, oh, this is what I want to do. So I'm going to go back to the business card, everybody. Okay, let me uh, click that up. Again, here's my business card. Now, if you type in LeroyLarry.com or this, uh, you scan this QR code, it will bring you to my electronic business card. And actually, Ray and myself had a, a very cool idea, everybody. Okay, here's the QR code on its own. You know what you could do? You could print this out and pass it out to your friends or send it email, right? Okay, and, and if you scan on this QR code, it's so, obviously I've never had a QR code before in my life. It's just so, it's just so cool. Okay, so if you scan on this or you type in LeroyLarry.com, up comes my business card. And there's a reason why I'm doing this right now. I want to show Leroy. That's the only time I pronounce my, my name Leroy. It's, it's Leroy, but for the business card, LeroyLarry.com. Okay. Now, it will come up. And uh, I mentioned last week that Bruce and... Uh, Isaac Akeem Alami Goke had, uh, and myself, we had co-presented at the uh, Space Exploration Educators Conference uh, remotely, virtually. So what I meant to mention was that if you scroll down to the second article that Bruce uh, did with me, pulling back the curtain to recent stars from the hood of Jupiter, Okay, if you click on this, and like, all, and like the other two, it'll take you to the actual article. But check this out, everybody. If you scroll down into the article, you can actually bring up the presentation that the three of us did uh, for our virtual, uh, our virtual presentation. And there it is, right? Click on it, and you can watch the whole deal that the three of us did. Okay, without further ado, I am going to release uh, my share screen, and Bruce, my colleague, it's all yours, everybody. Please welcome, and, and you know how I said how Outreach has its spinoffs, like having the, the fortunate opportunity to meet individuals like Isaac Akin Alamagoke in Nigeria. Well, the same goes with meeting Bruce Callow and his wife, Anna Louisa. Okay, so with that, Bruce, it's all yours. Okay, I'm going to hang up my Well, Roy, thank you much for having me back. And um, yeah, I indeed uh, have faith that your, your situation at the University of Costa Rica will be resolved um, properly, and given you know the the, the amount of attention and uh, and respect that that is due um, a person of your your experience, and so yeah, I, I listened very intently, and I've been following your your case there. Just wanted to say that, uh, Leroy. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you. That 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 means an unbelievably immense amount to me. It, it really does. Thank you. Thank you, my brother. <laughs> okay.
know, it's, it's world is complicated enough and um, there are enough obstacles and um, things we cannot control that and, and something that would seemingly be a, uh, an easy solution to enable someone of your, your ability and commitment to continue the work in Costa Rica. Um, yeah, that's not, that cannot stand like that. And um, things often take a time in Costa Rica, but they sometimes work out, often work out quite well. So I admire your friends in, in not giving up and take it to, the, to its final stage, whether that will um, some sort of um, something to do with the constitutional court. The, in Costa Rica, the final say usually is called the Sala Cuarta, and um, that's that's the final final stage, and especially if someone's not just academics, in some way human rights have been um, infringed upon, and if there's any inkling of that at all in this case, that needs to be discussed. And if it if there hasn't, great. Well, like you say, come out, come out from the shadows and and face and face this, you know. And that's what we're saying to the administrators, whoever they are, who are hiding um, behind this decision. So it would be unfortunate to take it to a higher constitutional, but that's often made things get done in this country. Yeah, I, you know, uh, Bruce, I, I don't enjoy legal stuff of any uh, matter. I, I really don't. And, uh, you hit it on the nail when you said that what I want is to make these, whoever they are, meet with me and tell me face to face. That's, that's what I want. Uh, and I just wonder how many other students has this happened to, right? And I'm so thankful to Ray to have this podcast that I can air this out. I can. I can put this out there and let the world know what this university is doing. How you have these administrators cowering, cowering, yeah, cowards, behind their desks. And just because of their position, they probably don't know astrophysics from biology, <laughs> from construction work. They probably don't have a clue what astrophysics involves. And for them to make a judgment on my background without even having the decency and the courtesy to tell me that face to face, I'm not accepting that. And I hope this legal issue doesn't amount to a, you know, a whole lot of money, but if it does, so be it. Because as I said, what happened last year in the United States, it made me revisit what happened to me five years ago, and the more I thought about it, the more disgusted I became at what happened to me, and the more I became determined to not, not let it, not let it continue, not let it just stay that way, to force an end to it, to force these cowards to come out and face me. So you see, I'm getting worked up again. You know, and last, last week I said I wasn't gonna get worked up, but the more I talk about it, the more I think about it, and what you said, Bruce, oh, thank you so much. And, uh, and yeah, I'm taking this all the way to the end. Uh, and, and, and having comments 
from people such as yourself, Bruce, who, okay, where do I write the check? Or where do I where do I send the check for the what you the grace your gracious words, Bruce, the outreach activities that you and your wife do around Costa Rica, oh huge, so so awesome, so internationally important to the world, and I I I I I can't wait for you to to start telling the and everybody. I don't know how much Bruce is going to be able to tell you. But it's going to be the tip of the iceberg of what uh, he and his wife have been doing here in Costa Rica, uh, believe me. And so, uh, please, Bruce, uh, it's please let's let's hear that. <laughs> well, thank no, thank you, thank you, Leroy. And we've been a part of you jointly. It's a bit it was almost a year ago. You know, we were virtually in Houston. And I remember the fan mail that you got after our president. You actually got mail, like literally people you know, licking and sending to you about how um, what you did. So I, I, you know, I felt honored to have been part of that. I was your your backup band, your support act, and that was a very <laughs> proud support act, I must say. And um, you've been part of our our uh, web conferences this year, and I think we've got. A short video is there sort of summarizing um, some of those conferences that we did throughout the year. Uh, we we were able to get basically, I don't know how COVID it's because we got like a list, basically a list or maybe a list people um, to speak to us on Fridays, you know, with the Costa Rica Institute of Technology. Um, basically letting us use their, their web conferencing facilities. And what better way to spend Friday at 6 p.m.? Gee, like we have <laughs> anything else to do. No, we, we had to be creative. And our outreach after the books were published was was to get get the hell out there, you know, to get out to communities, to get to the, get to the kids, get to places that wouldn't, weren't getting gotten to. And now we're... We're, we're starting to do that again. Just like a couple of weeks ago, we started back with live workshops and, and we've got an important one, um, pretty interesting one in December. But um, is there a video there that sort of summarizes the uh, those conferences? I think we talked a little bit about that, did we?
what a nice year. And, now, Bruce, you know, to the generosity of a lot I noticed, of people. And I tell you what, Bruce, some of the posters were shown in, in, in the video. But, Ray, if you would, could you play the webinars that it'll show everybody, it'll show you all the posters of the presentations. And, and, and Bruce and I will just talk to them as, as it's just two minutes. So, Ray, if you would, okay, non a visitor, hey, from Star Trek. Uh, what is that? Deep Space Nine, Bruce? Yeah, she was the first officer, a kick-ass rebel fighter turned Federation ally. Um, here's the you know the, the person in charge of the Kepler mission. He wrote the book on exoplanets. This guy wrote wow. the book, Vincent the Fate, on space space art. Oh, comic you know, book! Yeah, that over was over the last fifty yeah. years. This guy didn't write the book. He read the book very well about Star Trek and created the most fantastic fan Star Trek series ever created. This guy tried to get people to the moon like 15 years ago, but due to certain politics, had to wait until next January, Tracate, Space <laughs> Launch System. This young lady wow. has been to Antarctica a few times collecting space rocks so we can understand our place in the solar system. Mark Raymond, wow. head of the Dawn mission, and amongst many other things, a really good friend of our program, just generally a fun guy. This is Judith Co Love Cohen, passed away in 2016. Her son, she wrote books on STEM and motivating young kids and wonderful, wonderful legacy. Uh, this gentleman, Dr. Jeff Hotman, five-time astronaut in charge of the MOXIE mission, creating oxygen on Mars. And just for fun, where's Guiana? Well, French Guiana, but somebody <laughs> had to find out. So we, <laughs> so we found out, and she spoke to us with an intermittent inter internet connection. Ben, he created this amazing interactive that site about the Apollo missions, re restoring the audio and video for humanity. And Brandon, he did many things by tuning in with us and teaching us about a day in the life of a JPL teacher and how he's just going to their community and going beyond the ivory towers and bringing it to the people in LA. Just like you, you I remember the first story that just really, like this is drilled into my memory when you showed up in, in Pasadena, sleeping on the sofa in a school um, <laughs> while you waited to get a home. <laughs> the homeless teacher teaching science. <laughs> I love that stuff. And then, and then it just went on from your, your JPL. So, and also another nice connection was Mark Raymond. Obviously, you guys were having a good time during the conferences because you had you had studied together at university, right? Yes, yes. Uh, Bruce. So it doesn't I mean, get much better than that. It doesn't get much better than that. No, not a not a bad way to spend a Friday night whatsoever. Uh, not even. And uh, the, I mean, the the guy with the Apollo missions, everybody, he went back and got all this film footage from the Apollo missions, and and I mean, it was unreal what he was able to do, where he put all it together, and and I mean, it was so amazing that NASA hired him, right, Bruce? Is is that correct? Yeah. 
exactly like is the the video and the audio particularly the audio recordings uh had deteriorated so badly over the years nobody had done anything about it they just gotten used to the idea that this is supposed to be scratchy black and white and it's supposed to be like <laughs> so he said well maybe so he, he used 2015 16 technology as a software engineer and a film guy too by the way and is in his basement in Toronto for six years and that's what he did without one payment um, his parents and his family thought he was bonkers and then all the astronauts started to see what he was doing he started speaking at more and more events until after one of his events that he spoke at, he was called aside. He said, uh, Ben, uh, would you go to the uh, conference room with us afterwards? We'd like to have a word with you. And he's like, oh, do they have Wi-Fi there? I still have to do a message, as he said. And so anyways, <laughs> they took him to the meeting and there was like this table of people <laughs> and they just said, it's time for you to work for us, Ben. He's like, Okay, I can do that. That's so cool. So that's I mean, Ben's story. I love that one. You know where he showed the film footage, where he was able to connect it, where it just it gave you the feeling that you were right there with the astronauts on the moon, didn't it? The way he did it, the way he presented the real raw film footage and put it all together in a nice, uh, uh, um smooth flowing way oh did you say six years yeah. six years wow yeah six six years wow. in the basement I'm suffering some frustration perhaps a bit of ridicule from some people and so he comes up with apollo and in real time and um the beauty of of doing stuff like that now is that um they could use the satellites, the satellite photography, the orbiter taking pictures. And it's it's coming at a really nice time because with the missions, the new missions to the moon and the planned hopefully future missions to Mars. All right. Okay. So yeah, we had a little a little action, so inspiring. And I want to thank yes. uh, the, my, the my Apollo. Helpers, you know, the people actually really worked, they organized it with uh, Danielle and 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 also um, Andrea, who co-hosted, you know those those wonderful webinars. So yeah, now we move forward and uh, forward to many more adventures. Bruce, um, I want to hear so, about your your upcoming event. Uh, but before before, let me just say that. Again, all your webinars that I was able to attend, which was most of them, except maybe one or two. Another one, the, the guy who decided to make as close as possible the follow-up to the original Star Trek uh, series, right? I mean, there's, there's, a, there's so many spinoffs, Deep Space Nine and others, but this particular person uh, decided to, to get as close as possible, everybody, to the original 1960s television series. I mean, using the same kind of film clippage that you would see for that era and everything. And the props and 
uh, Bruce, could you tell us a little bit about? Because I didn't, I was totally unaware that 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 had been done. I mean, you were the first person that I heard about that from. So, would you tell our audience a little bit about that? I mean, what a what a cool endeavor to do. And and I mean, it it it, it does look like the original uh, uh, series. And and I'll tell everybody out there, the original Star Trek. I'm old school. That's that's the one. Next Generation is okay. Deep Space Nine, all these other spinoffs, but give me the original. And then this here uh, project that this person did. Oh, yeah. So, Bruce, would you tell us a little bit about that? <laughs> oh, God. I mean, like, you know, how do you, how do you just summarize something like this? It, it's basically um, a very professional group of people who were passionate about Star Trek, who understood Star Trek. And uh, Vic uh, Manoia, he's uh, a famous voice actor with anime. And um, I didn't know that at the time. I just thought he was a very talented guy. He's like the main voice actor and the main invention. It's lucky I didn't know because I approached him approached him based on that because <laughs> um, I didn't I didn't refer to all of his fandom oh yes you were the blah 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 I didn't know about that so I found out later that he's pretty big but anyways he he recreated with his teams the the bridge and other sets from the start the original Star Trek they're still they're still there in this little town in um, in Georgia, uh, not far from Florida, and uh, that's the technical. The the writing and acting and the storytelling were were impeccable, to the point that many original series stars and 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 writers and art directors and so on they wanted to get involved. They felt so strongly about it, so they volunteered their their time. Even Q, the Q entity, that guy appeared in, in the show. It's it's endless. So their end was to create the season four, the, the clone for the original series, because probably what wonderful series or these 11 or 12 episodes was able to do was to provide closure for the characters, closure for the, the series, and to bring a, a proper, uh, pass the baton properly to the next generation. So it was like, oh God, what a gift. And they did it through volunteer um, you know, donations. And so a wonderful thing. Um, I'd love to maybe share my screen, but I don't want to complicate our technology. Um, just look up Star Trek Continues, everyone, who wants to have a treat if they're really interested in Star Trek. It's on YouTube. You know what I think it is? I think we're receiving the energy from UCR that's trying to interrupt our program. That's what I think. I think we're receiving negative energy from those administrators at UCR that's trying to uh, obstruct our broadcast. That's what I think. Okay. Okay, Bruce, you're back. <laughs> Now you're Bruce froze, Bruce. Yeah. 
you know, everybody, let me tell you this though. I I don't know what exact date the original Star Trek ended on in 1968. Bruce, please correct me if I'm wrong. I think the original Star Trek went for three seasons, but what he's talking about, what this individual did and put together, it's as if instead of the original series ending, it's as if you were to tune in the following week in 1968 and it just continues. That's how well done uh, this was. Hey, Bruce, were you able to hear anything of what I just said? Uh, partially, but uh, um, yeah, I had a little something technical going on, but yeah, about the, the upcoming trip to the school. It's the- Okay, please, yeah. please talk about, so, yes, please, please tell us about that. Yeah, for sure, well, thank you. Um, we were invited to go to a, a school that's located in the uh, the Baruca. Um, no, sorry, not Baruca. That's that's your territory that you visited. We're going to the Quebecar um, nation or reserve. I'm not sure exactly how they like to be referred to, but it's it's a very very remote um, part of Costa Rica, located near the the town of Turrialba. And um, we're very, very pleased to be doing a, a basically a campaign to collect uh, school materials and uh, donations of all kinds to, to be able to support uh, this community. There my screen here, the poster. Are you guys see that? No. Uh, there we, there we, there we go. There we've we got go. it as uh, of sharing. I see um, it, Bruce. Very awesome. cool. Yeah, so that's our, our outreach mission. We'll be doing, um, oh, thanks. We're, we're doing workshops with our books, um, both the, the Costa Rica and NASA and uh, the Women in Science and Technology and, and the coloring books too. So we've gotten quite a few donations of, you know, purchases of, of the coloring books, um, both about the women, uh, women in science and the ones. It, it's quite a, like I say, a remote, um, unfortunately, fortunately, depending on your your way, your way of looking at it, they don't have um, regular electrical uh, services there. They use some wow. solar power uh, panels. They don't have internet at all whatsoever. Wow. So um, wow. the opportunity to go out there for a couple of days, we're very honored. Um, Pedro is our, is our friend. He's the, an English teacher. Um, who works there, and he's, I, we met at a conference a couple of years. Now that we're, we're going live um, with workshops, it's sure is a wonderful thing to be able to, to go out to, to this community. And, and we're getting a lot of really nice responses from, from people helping us, schools, individuals, um, sending in donations. So um, if anyone is interested in contributing to this, um, internationally, we're, we're accepting donations, you know, small, it doesn't matter, um, you know, five, 10, $20, anything that can purchase a couple of gallons of alcohol or a few sets of you know, um, pens and pencils and whatever. Um, within Costa Rica, you know, you can bring it to our house here in Santa Ana. But um, yeah, we're very, very happy to, to receive um, as much as we can to take, take with us make it a bit of a and, and show our solidarity with this community that 
um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really out there in, in a mountainous region, beautiful part of Costa Rica. In fact, we're looking forward to seeing that. Um, from what it looks like, it looks literally like a national park from, from the Google Maps. And so um, we're, we're very excited to learn about more about this community and to, to give them some, some access to the kind of things that we're doing. Because, you know, when, when you're not on the internet, you can't attend our Friday night conferences or any conferences for that matter. So that we feel good, Anna and Luisa and I, about being able to uh, to get back to our sort of per original purpose. Wow. Oh, wow, Bruce. Uh, this, this community, is it more located uh, to the Pacific side or the Caribbean side of Costa Rica? It's it's more central um, from Turrialba. It's like um, if you can sort of find that geographically, it's kind of like mm -hmm. in the in the highland highland regions, mid mid highland regions, in right in literally in the central part of the country. And then when you start descending, you head down into the Caribbean. You're approaching more of the Caribbean side, but at this stage, it's more like where the Chile Pole, um, the Chile Mount Mount Chile Pole is. Not too far, uh, which is the highest you know mountain in, in the country. It's not really oh, wow. next to it, but it's sort of geographically within that region. So um, yeah, I've got a few I other in, photos of school that I okay. was thinking. perhaps I could I could okay. share those. <laughs> last 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 image just to show a little bit of the uh, the beauty of this area and the, the remoteness. Because uh, yeah, the, the road system. Can can you see my screen now? Yeah, oh, sure. now I, let's give it a second. Oh, that's, maybe. Be that's beautiful. I see. Oh, it. there we go. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Bruce, it gives you some Bruce, surrounding mountains, but the road system is very limited. Now, now, Bruce, do do these people do they have their own language like the Baruca and also speak Spanish? Like the Baruca do? That's right. The 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 Quebecers they they do have their own their own culture and everything. I'm not entirely sure how the mixture is between you know their language and Spanish. Uh -huh. That's going to be something we'll we'll find out. Um, we're going to be working with students from the, the the elementary and the high school too. So wow, um, the, the age the age range is going to be very 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 wide. So, um, but yeah, check check that out on a Google map. It's it's a real eye opener, and it's it's kind of a strange thing in a way that this area, which is remote but not so so remote, um, has no electrical system, you know, permanent system set up by by the uh, the government. So yeah, we're going to do some 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 fact find and try to maybe bring that a few things to the attention um of of the authorities as as much as as we can we know that costa wow. rica has been just like the rest of the world's been through a lot of struggle over a year and a half um yeah this is something we can we can do to sort of give their give their school at least a bit more profile right right wow i mean and you said that they use solar energy that's what they use in, in their remote location? Yeah. They have, 
some limited uh, use of solar panels, which I don't know, mm -hmm. like which is inadequate for internet, but it's apparently there's some electrical system in, in the school, in the school itself. Um, we'll be staying either like camping wow. within the school or in an intense, like when we actually stay out there, we'll be, we'll be, we, we're, we're, we're going for like trying to sleep inside the school um, because Ana Luisa, my wife, co-author, she's very sensitive to cold. So um, cool drafts can be bad for her. So we live in Santa Ana and, and so on. So yeah, we just like, just put us in, in some some school like put us in inside somewhere the tenting's great but it, it may not be uh the, the best for anna right <laughs> oh bruce that's oh that's so amazing oh, oh i mean to the most extreme power kudos to you and anna louisa for i mean that a remote that's just oh wow bruce that that is just uh that's so commendable. I mean, everybody around the world listening and viewing, huh? That's that's what I call heroes, okay? Okay? That's what I call heroes, all right? Not dunking a basketball or making a touchdown or what have you. That's heroes, just like teachers are. Do you know what the status of the COVID situation is in the community? Have they been vaccinated? Uh, is that something you got to take into account? Uh, for your for your uh, for your visit, yeah, it looks like it looks like we're all well clear, you know, as far as their own protocols are concerned, and um, so the teachers and yes. the authorities are all they've given us the all clear. Um, Anna, Anna, and I are you know hundred percent vaxxed and ready to go. So uh, we'll just obey whatever protocols uh, need to be obeyed, and uh, there's lots of open air there, so. Uh, I think we should be right, okay. Right, right. Do Do you know if the if the community have they been vaccinated? Because you remember what happened to us back in September when we were gonna go to the Baruka Village. Uh, a bunch of individuals they came down with COVID, and so the whole village was on lockdown and and we couldn't go. Uh, but do you know if the actual inhabitants of yeah. of the village of the community? if they've been vaccinated or, or, or not, do you, do you know that information? No, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent up to date on that. Um, we'll, we'll be going straight to the school. And, uh -huh. um, so it'll be like a very specific place we're going to, we won't, you know, be going anywhere else besides that one spot. So yeah, I'm sure that they will under under control. And if there are any any changes, um, yeah, they'll they'll let us know. And if we have to postpone the, the trip or whatever, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, and you and both I know you both you and Ana Louise are completely vaccinated. So you got you you got yourselves uh uh covered. And and uh, let me ask you this, Bruce: How long will it take you to get there from Santana to 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 that community? Um, they, they told us about five to six hours from okay. you know door to door from the center of Santana to the to the school. Okay, okay, that's about the same amount of time it took us 
to go down to Palmaster about five hours or so. <clears throat> okay. Um, wow, Bruce, what an endeavor. I mean, my goodness. I mean, uh, uh, I, I, so uh, everybody listening and viewing, uh, donations, books, resource materials, anything you think might be useful to these people. Way in the highlands of Costa Rica, the, I mean, remote, no electricity, solar powered, no, you said no internet too, right, Bruce? That's right. Okay, everybody, can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? No internet, everybody. But Bruce and his wife, Ana Luisa, hey, they're going old school. They're taking books, resource materials. Okay, so please uh, contact Bruce. When uh, you're, you're going on December the 8th, correct, Bruce? That's right. Okay, a week from today. So everybody, you got a week, hook him up, hook them up. I mean, what, a, what an endeavor, right? These people way, way in a remote area. And that, you remember I mentioned that now, see Bruce, all of his outreach experience and activities, he, him and Ana Luisa were gonna bring that to our, to the program that we wanted to have last year here. Okay, he was gonna, they were gonna give workshops on the same materials that you've seen him present. And, and so, uh, and hopefully we, we will still get to do that. But yeah, I mean, you can see the magnitude of the benefit that any community is gonna derive from Bruce and Ana Luisa visiting them. And, um, and Bruce, let me ask you a favor. While you're there, would you ask them if they know anything about the spheres? <laughs> okay. I will. I promise. Okay. You never know. I mean, they might. Oh, yeah. I was told I by so so. Awesome. Okay. Hey, well, okay. I know you guys have to move it over, but I just want to thank you again for 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 having me uh, visit you today, and uh, yeah. Good luck again with the University of Costa Rica thing. Let it let it be successful, and, uh, and thanks again for supporting our campaign. and And hope next year we'll do lots of lots more interesting stuff together, Leroy. Oh, let's do it, Bruce. And you know, let me. I don't know if you were able to hear me or not. Uh, so I want to now. I had made the statement that uh, this Star Trek series that uh, uh, continued the original series. I, I made the remark that they did it so well that I don't remember the exact date in 1968 when the original series came to an end. But if you were to have tuned in to this, to this uh, uh, Star Trek Continues, right? That's what it's called, Bruce. That's right. If you were to, if you were to tune into that, it was just, it would be just like you'd be back in 1968, and you had tuned in the next week for the next episode of Star Trek, even though. It had been canceled. They did it so well. Mm -hmm. I mean, and and so um, it's about doing the best you can mm -hmm. with your dream, with your passion, with what you love in life, and taking it to the extreme. And Bruce, and and please um, convey this to your wife, Ana Luisa. The best of success to the two of you doing what you're doing. And again, y'all y'all are the y'all are heroes. Okay, and. Uh, 
and and a looking forward into the future i'm looking forward to when all of us you and ana luisa myself and tirza we can go to, to some of these other indigenous communities right it's just the barucas was just a start and yeah. once again what is the name of the yeah. the the community that you're going to what you know how bad i am at pronunciations what what is their name again bruce Quebecers. Quebecers. Okay. Well, Bruce, tell the Quebecers hi for me, and maybe I'll get ready. I get I get to meet them uh, some someday. And uh, again, I look forward to hearing about uh, your trip. And they're so lucky to have you and Ana Luisa coming there. And uh, yeah, Bruce, down the road, let's all of us just go around to these communities and talk to them and uh and learn what they know tell them what we know and it'll be an awesome endeavor thank you bruce so much for being on the show um i'm sorry we had the technical difficulties we had but hey i mean i think people got the message contact bruce everybody donations books resources anything you think could help uh, because an endeavor such as him, his and his wife, Ana Luisa's, it, it, you, you just don't get no better than that. Okay. Uh, what not only a benefit for the community that they're going to, but for Costa Rica and for our global community a, a, as a whole. Again, Bruce, thank you so much. Do, do you have any um, finishing remarks before I close it out? Um, I just like, like to give you the hive here, if that's okay. Sure. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> there we go. I think that yeah. about, about does it. <laughs> and you know, I'm still waiting to meet those other characters. I believe it at that. that. Okay. <laughs> okay, Bruce. Hey, that's a great way to leave it. Okay, Bruce. Oh, man. Everybody. To take you on huh? a tour. Yeah. Okay. Next, no, go ahead. Next year. Next year you get uh -huh. the tour. Okay. Well, oh. no, just give you a sneak preview. Squeeze it in. Squeeze it in, Bruce. Yeah. Look at that, everybody. Whoa. There's only a few I recognize. <laughs> wow, Bruce. Ah, there's Spock. I saw Spock. I did. Well, that's what this I is saw. all about. Yes. Yes. Yes, indeed. Oh wow! I, I'll let it, I'll let, I'll leave it. I'll leave it that they always say leave the audience leave the audience wanting more. I was I was told by a wise person once. Okay, well, everybody, if we get lucky enough, Bruce will be able to some sometime down the road give us the full the full tour. <laughs> oh, Bruce. Thank you, my physics and fun cow. Thank you, thank you, my physics and fun colleague. Uh, and uh, so, everybody, um, I hope you enjoyed hearing about. Yeah, yep. There we go. You got a couple of dinosaurs hanging around too, don't you? I think. Yeah, somewhere. I think you mentioned that. Yeah, maybe we'll get to meet them next. But next, everybody, next season. Next. Okay. Season, next okay well bruce all of our energies are with you and ana luisa as you go down to this community 
and uh, looking forward to talking with you when you get back. And thank you so much again for gracing uh, this show with your awesome presence. Tell Ana Luisa I said hello. Tirza says hi. And uh, we'll holler at y'all a little bit later when you get back. <laughs> Probably before then. I'm, I'm sure we'll be we'll be talking before you actually Thanks, roll out next. Before, before you roll out next week, we'll be talking. But okay, so everybody, tune in. Oh, see, he he can do the 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 the, the Spock thing. I can never. I basically I have to pull my fingers apart to do it. I I can't do it. But that's a good one. That's a good one, Bruce. Hey, live long and prosper, my brother. <laughs> awesome. All right, everybody. Peace and long life. Okay, yes. see you Leroy. Thank, thank you, everyone. Thanks for And on that note, on that note, everybody, we will end and say tune in next week. Same fat time, same fat channel. All right. Thank you.